Welcome to the Fireside Giants podcast by Empire Sports Media. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to Fireside Giants. I'm your host, Anthony Rovardo, joined by my co-host, Alex Wilson, and Daniel Jones will not be playing on Sunday Night Football. Tyrod Taylor, the revenge game is here. Tyrod versus his old team, the Buffalo Bills. He will be starting for the New York Giants at quarterback on Sunday night, and there's a whole bunch of other Giants players, crucial Giants players, that have popped up on the injury report and have been ruled out for Sunday night's game. The Giants, things are going from bad to worse. We thought things couldn't get any worse. We were wrong because somehow they've gotten drastically worse. This is bad. The New York Giants are depleted. They have injuries all across the board. We're talking about the offense being torn to shreds. We're talking about the defense having key starters not playing on Sunday. It's not looking good going into the Sunday night matchup. I know that we are hoping and praying that the Giants don't get embarrassed on Sunday night, but with so many injuries to crucial positions and key starters out of the lineup, it's going to be a tough uphill battle for the New York Giants on Sunday night as they look to turn around their season. That is in the dumps right now. So we're going to go ahead and discuss all of these injuries, what we think will happen with Tyrod Taylor at the starting quarterback position on Sunday Night Football. But before we dive into all that, make sure to leave a like if you do enjoy this episode. Subscribe to the channel if you are new. Ring the bell so you don't miss an episode and comment your thoughts on the topic down below in the comment section. If you're listening on Apple or Spotify, please make sure to leave us a five-star review and go ahead and follow us on all of our social media channels at Fireside Giants. But without further ado, Alex, how are you doing today, my friend? And what are your thoughts about Tyrod Taylor getting the start on Sunday Night Football? I'm doing all right. Um, you know, it's it's Armageddon for the Giants. There There is a meteor heading toward them. It is actually currently hitting them. Um, the extinction of the dinosaurs are imminent, my friends. And I, and I feel as though right now, this... I don't even know how to put into words how disappointed I am, you know? Going from a couple weeks ago, a month and a half ago, we were all excited. You know, we're going to the season. We got a better team. Dayball. We have, you know, making some progress, some new players, some new faces, and some talent. Wow. I mean, this has been a drop-off of the ages, my friend. This is like going headfirst into the Mariana Trench with a 1,000-pound rock attached to your feet. You're sinking, my friends. There's no way back. You are going to the bottom. And right now, I, I, I mean, we've said, we've seen rock bottom a couple times, this feels like as bad as it's ever been. You know what I mean? Um, you know, barring maybe quarterback sneaking on third down, our offensive line is shredded, bro. Shredded. My God. Um, Chipotle would be embarrassed by the amount of shredded chicken in this freaking offensive line. Looking at <laughs> – classic joke of mine, by the way. Uh, looking at the offense in general. I mean, aside from the offensive line, Daniel Jones being out, what does it even matter? I mean, the Giants aren't winning with or without Daniel Jones anyway. Um, and we've been embarrassed four or five games with Daniel Jones playing. Do I really care that Daniel Jones is out? I just want his – I just am more worried about him as a as a healthy person at this point in time. I just hope his neck injury isn't anything serious um, just because I hope it doesn't affect him in the future. But right now, the Giants are winning or in losing whether Jones is playing or not. Saquon Barkley, he's not even ready yet. I don't – if he plays, he's not going to be 100%. There's no reason to play him this week. The Giants, if they play him, it would be the dumbest thing they can do. He's going to get hurt again. Andrew Thomas, I mean, he's out for his fifth consecutive game. Um, I don't even know what to say anymore. Like, you know, I'll give one piece of excuse, one excuse to the Giants coaching staff. The injuries this team has faced has completely destroyed them early in the season. Andrew Thomas going down was the worst thing that could have happened. And it's been five straight weeks, essentially, 
well, actually, objectively, without Andrew Thomas, it's been a disaster at left tackle. John Michael Schmitz losing him, disaster at center. I mean, Ben Bredesen's getting worked. Um, you know, you have Shane Lemieux there to begin that, and he gets hurt. Then you got Mark Lewinsky, we gave him three sacks last week. It's just, this is not where I wanted to be at week six, my friends. And right now, we are firmly, firmly, firmly in the mix for a quarterback next draft. That's the truth. If you don't want to acknowledge that, don't know what to say. Um, the only other the only other avenue I could even consider buying is the top offensive tackle in the draft. And even then, I'm like, is it enough? Is it enough? I don't know. I mean, this coaching staff um, has fallen apart at the seams. They, they, look, teams suffer injuries, right? The Seattle Seahawks basically had a makeshift backup offensive line and still managed to pass protect at a competent level. Like, we can't even put together a competent game. Um, we have the hardest schedule, according to PFF, the remaining the remaining whatever games, uh, 13 games. We are, in a, we are in a really bad spot right now, my friends. This is the worst I think I've it's been in terms of I have no hope. No hope this team turns things around. Um, look, I know some people want to be optimistic. You don't come here for that nonsense. You come here for the realistic takes. This is the realistic take. The Giants are going to be a top five drafting team next year. That's the realistic perspective right now. We have the hardest schedule moving forward. We don't have our offensive line in shape. Our quarterback is hurt. Aziz Ojolari is definitely now in the injury-prone category. I think I have I have been convinced. Um, you know, Adoree Jackson is washed. Our missed tackle problem is is just compounding on a weekly basis. Mike McFadden, hopefully he comes back. I, I, at this point, I just want to see young guys play. I just want to see these youth, uh, these younger guys develop and get reps and get better because right now I'm looking at 2024 already. That's the truth. So right now, Daniel Jones playing or not, I couldn't give a damn if he plays or not. I just hope he's healthy as a human being. But aside from that, Giants suck with or without him. So I don't even think, and, and this is not a hit on Daniel Jones specifically. This is a hit on the entire offense. They're garbage. And he can't even perform in that offense. And he can't even do anything to help them because they have just fallen apart at the seams. I want to see more from the youngsters, Wandell Robinson, um, Eric Gray. You know, get these guys more opportunity. Uh, uh, Jalen Hyatt. Let's see if Jalen Hyatt's got a route tree. Why do we constantly just have to run him on go routes? Can we not utilize him in any other way to get him involved in the offense any other way like can we just stop we're using him the same way Tennessee did and then the coaching staff goes out and says oh he can do a lot more and then we don't use him that way give me a freaking break you know what I mean you know how are you feeling about that I know that was a pretty negative rant but at this point guys I don't know what you expect from me this team is a hot steaming pile of garbage um, I'm also feeling pretty negative, <laughs> hot steaming pile of garbage. It's not a pretty way to describe this team, but I can't say that you're wrong. I can't say that it's inaccurate because when you look at the way that this team has performed through the first five weeks of the season, and then you look at how injured they are through the first five weeks of the season, it just spells doomsday, right? It just spells horror and it's it's fitting that we're in October and we've got Halloween a few weeks away because things are scary for the New York Giants right now no one knows what direction they're going to go in in this upcoming offseason but as you mentioned the Giants are firmly in the race for one of the top quarterbacks in this draft class will they go that way I mean that remains to be seen we are far away from draft season of course but right now looking at what the Giants have on this roster I mean I can't believe how terrifying of a situation they have on the offensive line Andrew Thomas is not going to be playing he's still dealing with his hamstring injury and and now you have big Evan Neal with an ankle injury. I mean, he might not play on Sunday. So you're talking about Josh Azidu starting at left tackle. And then who starts at right tackle? You got to get creative there. I guess Yadne Kajuste. I, I know Bellinger, baby. 
<laughs> yeah, sure. Put Daniel Bellinger there for all I care. I, I don't even know what to try at this point. You know what, hell, I think that Leonard Williams could probably do a better job at right tackle um, than any of these backups or even than Evan Neal for what we've seen from him. Justin Pugh would be a likely option, but I don't think he's able to play just yet. He's only practiced in pads, what is it, three times since he joined the Giants. He's not ready. His body is not ready to go for an NFL game. That's what the beat writers are saying, and that's how I feel about it. I don't think Justin Pugh is ready to suit up just yet, but hopefully soon. I mean, listen, the Giants have to make a change here. They've got to add some more talent to this line. They've got to bench some players, in my opinion, and maybe injuries in the lineup will kind of pave the way for other guys to earn starting roles, but right now, now, what you're looking at there at the offensive line, I don't know how the Giants offense is going to move the ball on Sunday. I mean, listen, the Bills don't have like this superstar studded defense. They've got a good pass defense, but lately they've been getting shredded on the ground. Their opposing teams have been putting up rushing numbers against this against this Bills defense. But I don't think that the Giants can do that because they don't have offensive linemen in the starting lineup, right? Like, they just don't have guys there who are competent. And Saquon Barkley, will he play? Will he not? I don't think that they should let him play. I think that they should just let him rest another week because this is a losing effort. Like, you're going into this game. Your back is against the wall. You know that you're going to get shredded by this Buffalo Bills team. Why even risk putting Saquon Barkley out there? Maybe he gets re-injured. Just save him for another week, in my opinion. I mean, I know a few weeks ago I was advocating for getting Saquon Barkley back on the field as soon as possible because we were in a must-win situation. But the Giants aren't even in a must-win situation here. They're in a we're-losing-no-matter-what situation, so why risk the health of any of our players? And I think that's really what, what it comes down to with Daniel Jones. You don't want to risk his health, so you go with Tyrod Taylor. And I think that you just go with Matt Breda, and you go with Eric Gray, and you let these guys run the ball um, this week and hope that something miraculous happens. But right now, it seems like everything that's the opposite of miraculous is happening for the New York Giants. I've never seen anything quite like this. Uh, the season was already in a dire state and now you've just got all these players out of the lineup and it's really disappointing to see you reflect on this offseason Alex and you think about how excited we were for this team you know we, we kept saying if everybody stays healthy this should be a playoff team well nobody stayed healthy and even when we were healthy we didn't look anything like a playoff team so it's just been a disappointing year it's fair to vent your frustrations get as intense and passionate as you did Alex I can't really criticize you for that but I don't know what what the team does from here I don't know what's next I mean, they're likely to lose this game on Sunday night, and that'll put them at 1-5. But then they've got some pretty easy games coming up here. Maybe they get healthy. Maybe they steal a win or two. But do you even think that's in the best interest of this team now, Alex? Me personally, I never advocate for tanking. I don't think that it's the right thing to do. It ruins the integrity of the sport. But realistically, the Giants... Are you kind of hoping in a way that maybe they just don't win some of these games and they do continue to to uh, lose games for their draft stock? Or are you in the same boat as me where you just want to see your New York Giants go out there and compete? That's the question of the hour, man. I mean, like, it's it's that's the hardest question to answer, right? Because if it meant, like, I don't, I don't want to see the Giants lose. I never do. But then, like, the draft, and it's like we get, like, a star quarterback, and it's like, oh, my God, like, this changes the narrative. This changes everything. I don't think losing on purpose like the Philadelphia Eagles did a couple of years ago is, um, you know, I don't buy into that. I don't think that that's, you know, reasonable. I think you get punished for stuff like that. Uh, I, but if the Giants, like, I'm hoping that they're competitive, but they end up losing, right? Like, they're not trying to lose, but they lose. That's, like, the only way I could possibly describe it. Like, they don't mean to lose. <laughs> they're not trying to lose, but they lose. Like, because that's, that's really what promotes the best future of this team, right? Yeah, and what I would like to see the Giants do is not intentionally lose, but intentionally get younger players in there. I mean, it might bring down your probability of winning. 
having some of these younger, inexperienced guys in the lineup, but I'd like to see them develop. And yeah, it'll probably mean you lose more games, but at least some of these guys develop and you're in a better position to do more with this roster next season. So I think that would be the approach that I would take. Like we have the option here. Do we put Saquon Barkley back in the lineup when he's healthy? Or do we kind of run with Eric Gray for an extra couple of weeks and maybe consider trading Saquon or maybe just not using him as much and saving him for next season? I think those are the the decisions that the Giants need to make. Where can we put younger guys in this lineup to develop them? You know, it might cost us some games, might cost us some big plays, but at least we're developing our youth and we can look ahead to the future knowing we'll have some good draft capital, we'll have some good young players with some experience under their belt. I mean, if you think about it, Micah McFadden played in all 17 games last season as a rookie, and he's been arguably the best defender, most consistent defender in the lineup this season. And I don't think that he would be if he didn't play all 17 games last season. So I do think there's something to be said about getting these young guys on the field as much as you can, letting them develop and then kind of just turning the page and getting ready for next season. And that's, and that's exactly what I'm trying to say, right? Like, I'd love to see Dane Belton play more. Um, how about Jordan Riley? Give me some Jordan Riley. Uh, give me some more Trey Hawkins. Give me some more Cordell Flott. Give me some more Eric Gray, Wandale Robinson. Um, you know, these are the guys I'm looking at. And I'm asking – and look, the only way that some of these guys are going to improve is by playing a substantial amount of snaps. Uh, but the truth is right now, like – that's the only option. Like, I don't think the Giants are willing to just cash it in now. They're one and four. Like, we've seen, like, the Lions last year, like, fought back. And, like, that's an anomaly and an outlier. But, you know, it's possible. It's not, Nothing's impossible. Um, but it's going to take a Herculean effort, guys. It's going to take a really big effort here to turn this thing around. It's it's We're basically done um, already, and it's week six. Uh, just like my fantasy team, because I have the most points against me, it's ridiculous. But you know that's how that's how the world goes, man. You know, like you just don't expect things to happen. They do. Injuries are unpredictable. The Giants have been slaughtered by them once again, um, and and that's kind of the situation at hand now, right? Like you have to acknowledge the fact that there are players in the Giants that are injury prone, right? Aziz Ojolari is injury prone. I wouldn't call Andrew Thomas injury prone, but every year he's battling through injury. He plays through a lot of it. This time around, he couldn't do it. It's always ankle injuries or this or that. This time around, it's a hamstring injury. Um, Darren Waller is injury prone. Like that's objectively true. He's actually managed to play through most of the season already. So that's really good for him. Um, and at this point, you know, Wandale's coming back from the issue, and you know, Daniel Jones has missed time in the past. And you know, this is the situation we're facing right now in the sense that. The, it just gets worse. Like bad, bad games compound. Tush push. Daniel Bellinger gets hurt. Um, freak injuries. Like John John Michael Schmitz gets hurt on a shoulder injury on the tush push. Like crazy stuff. So uh, you know you just don't know when these things are going to happen. And unfortunately, they've happened all at the same time. And when everything happens at the same time, you can't supplement that. Sometimes you know, like it's it's really difficult. So that's the only piece of the only like sliver of excuse I'll give the, the coaching staff that. They've been put in an impossible position, and the players even more so. Like Josh Azudu, the guy's crying in his freaking locker because he got in because he got Daniel Jones hurt. Like that's awful. Like you don't want to see that. Like he's been put in a, in a position to lose. Ben Bredesen put in a position to lose at center. Uh, Marcus McKethan, like you know, this is his rookie season essentially coming off an ACL tear. Um, you know, this is this is where. This is what we've built, though. Like, we knew this going into the season, Anthony, that the depth behind the starters was very suspect. We knew this already. And unfortunately, the injuries to the starters have been significant. And what do you know? The backups and the depth that we did not have 
are now shining their ugly head. So it's now rearing their ugly head. And now, you know, we're seeing the, the shortcomings of this roster. Behind the starters, our depth and our youth are underdeveloped and under, I guess, really just mainly underdeveloped if you if to be quite honest with you they're just young and they just don't have enough experience and we don't have enough veterans that step in um with that being said you know the offensive line is it's tough to find veterans like i think justin Pugh could be a nice piece long term i think we should keep him for next year personally um and, and when it comes to the next year's draft we should be you we should be drafting a offensive lineman in the third and fifth rounds every year until we hit on a starter. Like, that's my take at this point. Every year, we should be drafting two offensive linemen until we hit on a starter because they are valuable. And you can't get them in free agency anymore. Teams are not letting them go. You know, teams aren't letting good offensive linemen go. Unfortunately for us, we're the only ones that do. You know, Will Hernandez has turned into a good guard. John Feliciano had a good game for the freaking 49ers last week. Like, why is it that our players go? And Eric Flat, like, we let guys go and they perform. It's the craziest scenario, but when everyone else gives them to us, they're freaking terrible. So <laughs> I don't know what to say anymore, my friends, but uh, and Nick Gates. Even bigger example. Why did we let Nick Gates go? I don't get it. Like, he could have been starting at right guard, like, you know, and, and a good player at that. So, you know, this is the situation we face. Uh, bad decisions, over, over trust in our coaching staff to elevate these players like they did last year. And unfortunately, this, this schedule that we are facing, it is telling us very, very blatantly that we are not good enough to compete with good teams in the league. We beat a lot of bad teams last year, a lot of teams that had a lot of compromising units, and we managed to squeak out wins, and it was amazing, and it was awesome, and it was exciting, but this year we got a smack in the face, and it's that this team is nowhere close to being competitive, and mainly because our depth behind the starters is nowhere close to being able to supplement any of their losses. Yeah, and when you're looking at this offensive line going into this week, I mean, it's as battered as ever before. And I like the point that you make about how the Giants always have players leave the team and just perform great elsewhere. I think it's crazy. And it's like an issue that's been ongoing for seasons and seasons. And you can't tell, is it a talent thing? Is it a coaching thing? Is it an environment thing? Maybe just in New York, you know, it's tough to play under the bright lights. We all know that maybe particularly so for offensive linemen. Maybe they just really feel the pressure and allow more pressure to the quarterback I don't really know what the answer is here as to why the Giants just can't have good offensive linemen but I hope that we find the answer soon enough but I, I will say I'm, I'm curious to watch this game and see how Tyrod Taylor performs now I'm not trying to throw too much gasoline into this fire and talk about Daniel Jones and how good he's played this season or how poor he's played this season but I do think there's something to be said about what happens if Tyrod Taylor plays a great football game on Sunday night if the Giants somehow go out there compete they put three touchdowns on the board maybe four you know if they actually score points behind Tyrod Taylor what happens how does the narrative shift you know what do we say about Daniel Jones what does that mean about Daniel Jones does it say anything about Daniel Jones or does it just say a lot about Tyrod Taylor stepping up to the plate and rising to the occasion or does it say you know what this is a bad environment for any quarterback but Daniel Jones is handling it not as good as Tyrod Taylor I think it'll be interesting to see how Tyrod Taylor performs if he has a good game again I think it raises a lot of question marks about the quarterback position I think it does add fuel to the fire about Will the Giants go for a quarterback in the draft? Do they believe in Daniel Jones long term? I don't know. But the likelihood is probably Tyrod Taylor goes out there and struggles. I don't think any quarterback can succeed in this environment. You know, with this offensive line, with these playmakers, with all these injuries, especially going up against a good team like the Bills. 
I'm not expecting Tyrod Taylor to go out there, drop a bunch of touchdowns and, you know, drop a bunch of dimes, score a lot of points. But I will say if he does, I think the conversation kind of opens up there about Daniel Jones and really the future of the quarterback position for this team. So Alex, you know, we're not expecting Tyrod Taylor to go out there and look like the MVP. But if he does go out there and he plays well, um, how do you think that's going to kind of affect the narratives around this New York Giants team and especially at the quarterback position? That's a very interesting question. And I'll say this to us. It is going to change the narrative, but to the team, it is not going to change anything, right? They're going to walk out the next week and say, we just gave Daniel Jones $160 million. He's our quarterback. I don't care if Tyrod Taylor scores 45 points, runs for 17 touchdowns, and throws for 24 scores with no interceptions, and also kicks three field goals. He's not starting the next game, right? Like, Daniel Jones is going to be the starter in, in week seven if he's healthy. Like, that's the investment is there for a reason. They're not going to back away from that because John Mara won't let it happen. He won't let it happen. However, however, the question now becomes, is there legs under drafting a quarterback, right? That's You let Jones finish the season because they've invested in him and they have no choice. Um, and the question now becomes, does the coaching staff in the front office now understand um, or now see that maybe they need a new quarterback? That's where you start to think not about a short-term fix and Tyrod starting every game, but more so does that plant the seed that the Giants need to go in a different direction at quarterback? Now, this is all hypothetical, um, I and for what it's worth, my opinion, Tyrod's going to freaking suck. In fact, I think he's going to get hurt in the first half, and Tommy DeVito's going to be starting in the second half. That's my take. Um, not that I want Tyrod to get hurt, but he just always gets injured because he does a lot. Like, And the reason he gets hurt is because he tries to overcompensate, and he takes big hits, and he takes those hits, and he freaking gets hit in the arm as he's throwing, and he gets buried to the ground. You saw him last week, got the wind knocked out of him. Um, Daniel Jones is a little smarter in that regard. Like He won't take those big hits all the time unless he's getting blindsided. Um, Tyrod Taylor is a little bit more injury prone. I'd say a lot more injury prone. I'd say he is injury prone. So I think there's a probability that we even see Tommy DeVito play in this game um, if the worst case scenario happens. Of course, never hoping for that to happen. I hope Tyrod Taylor stays healthy and plays a great game um, and and, and gives this offense some fuel. Uh, But the truth is, I have no faith in this offense under Tyrod Taylor, under Tommy DeVito, under Daniel Jones. I I don't know anybody that could survive under this circumstance. And if Tyrod Taylor steps up and makes plays and moves this offense, I'm going to be blown away. Absolutely blown away. And God knows I'll be watching because I'm here for the pain. (laughs) <laughs> I'm here through thick and through thin. I'll watch the New York Giants win Super Bowls. I'll watch them sink all the way to the bottom of the NFL and get the first overall pick. Um, I don't care. I'll watch it. Am I going to enjoy watching it? I don't think I'm going to have any fun watching this Sunday night football game. To make matters worse, I am currently staying at my grandparents' place, and my grandfather is a Buffalo Bills fan. So it's not going to be a fun Sunday night for me. I don't think so. Maybe it is. That's very, very slim hopes um, of the Giants actually pulling off this upset. But I'll be watching. I'll be tuning in and hoping that Tyrod Taylor goes out there and throws the 24 touchdown passes, zero interceptions, and 17 rushing touchdowns that Alex proposed. I would love to see that happen. If Tyrod can just turn into the greatest football player to ever grace the, the face of the earth, F it. I would love to see it happen. But it's not likely. This is going to be a tough one. Um, And, of course, we'll give you guys the rundown, the update on any injuries that we get in this upcoming game because I'm sure that they will come. It seems like it's inevitable. Every week we get more injuries. Um, And, of course, we'll we'll react to this game and tell you what our takeaways are once it concludes. But, of course, make sure to leave a like if you did enjoy this episode. Subscribe to the channel if you are new. Ring the bell so you don't miss an episode. uh, And comment your thoughts on the topic down below in the comment section. If you're listening on Apple or Spotify, please make sure to leave us a five-star review. And go ahead and follow us on all of our social media channels at Fireside Giants. But with Without further ado, we will catch you all in the next one. Have a good one, and let's go Giants.